0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Wednesday Word, where we take a deeper dive into Pastor David's Sunday sermon, um, read a little scripture, answer a few questions in a discussion format. Today, um, I am host. I'm Sarah Pay, and I am the youth director here at Desert Spring. And we also have
1: Joan Pay.
0: And how have you been involved with Desert Spring?
1: I've been a member here for about five years, I suppose. yes.
0: Okay, awesome. You've also been my mother <laughs> for about 31 years. What so a that's connection. Positive. Um, we also have.
2: I'm Grant. I have been the membership director at Desert Spring Church, going on my third year now.
0: Awesome. So good to have you. And.
3: And Chris. And Grant, this is your first time on the podcast, I This great. is
2: my first time in microphone and not behind the scenes. Excellent. Yay. Welcome. And
3: I'm Chris.
0: Awesome. We've yeah. got the whole gang. Um, so I'm going to start by reading a scripture from Pastor David's devotional. We have Luke 3, 7-11. It reads, John said to the crowds coming out to be baptized by him, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce fruit in keeping with repentance, and do not begin to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I tell you that out of these stones God can raise up children for Abraham. The axe is already at the root of the trees, and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. What should we do then? The crowd asked. John answered. Anyone who has two shirts should share the one who ha- should share with the one who has none, and anyone who has food should do the same. So this is the third week of the Advent season, a time of preparing for the great Christmas celebration. During week one, the theme of Advent is hope. During week two, the theme is peace, and during week three, this week, the theme is joy. It is interesting that during the week of Advent, when we focus on joy, the scripture reading for the week is on John the Baptist. I don't usually describe his sermons as joyful, you brood of vipers, he would say, yet there is an important connection between his message and the experience of joy. To understand the connection, we need to talk for a moment about John's message. We can summarize his message in one word, repent. Of course, the need to repent suggests that there is something about our lives that needs to change. And the word we use to talk about what needs to change is sin. Grant, how would you define sin? Or how would you describe sin?
2: You know, I spent a lot of time thinking about this this morning before the podcast. And really the answer that I came to for me to define sin is when we do things that go against not only, you know, because we have those ten commandments in that objective list of here is sin, but a little bit deeper, when we go against the overall message of God, you know, when we're told and taught to love one another, and instead we reach out with with malice or with selfishness of I dislike you or I disagree with you and therefore I need to act a certain way with you instead of listening to the main message of at the end of the day the most important thing is we love one another
0: amen so Mm -hmm. true and that um, command for coming from Jesus love thy neighbor should be so simple but because we're We're human, it isn't, right? Mm -hmm. So we're sinful in nature, and that's just kind of the mode that we we behave in um, by default. So when we're not intentionally loving, it's very easy um, to miss the mark. So, and Chris, how about you?
3: I would define it as the brokenness in relationships, Um, and and the result of that is sin. So whether it's, um, you know, your relationship with a significant other, with a family member, with a friend... Uh, anytime those relationships break down, there's typically, you know, sin is involved, whether you're wronging somebody, wh- whether you're, uh, you know, being selfish in those circumstances. So I agree with completely with Grant, you know, it's going against those, uh, you know, those 10 commandments, and then also going against the, you know, the, the love um, of God.
0: Yeah, amen. Wow. So that that idea of a broken relationship, mm-hmm. which is really at the heart of everything, you're so right, when when hurt or pain or hatred comes into play, it's due to a broken relationship. Mm-hmm. That's a really good way of think- thinking about it. Thank you, Chris. And Joan, what about you?
1: I think we've all given this a lot of thought. The words that come to me right now are simply demanding my own way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 when we... Happiness is when we are in congruence with what God's design for us is from the beginning. And so as we think, so we say, so we become. So the more I am in congruence with God's best for me, which was at the beginning, then I'm happy, which I know we'll talk about joy in a minute, but it is true <laughs> when I walk away from, and it's it's just keeping myself on this almost... Um, ethereal leash if you will to return to what is Mm. what is best
0: nice nice yes um thank you everyone for sharing so in the time of jesus the word sin was an archer's term that literally meant to miss the mark picture an archer shooting an arrow toward a target but veering off it misses the target misses the mark when it comes to our lives sin has to do with us veering off the path of god So, we think of times when we have not been particularly loving and we begin to be able to describe what sin looks like. Of course, sin is personal in that for each of us, the ways we miss the mark can vary. And how far we are from the target can vary as well. In my experience, or in Pastor David's, and maybe you have experienced this in your own life, one sin leads to another. Sin begets sin, and over time we can find ourselves further and further away from the target. Using another analogy to talk about sin, John preached to people who had wandered far from the path of God. I think of that song, um, that hymn, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing. Mm. Um, He made certain to get their attention with his strong and at times harsh language, but the purpose was to help people recognize that it was not too late to make a change and to get back on the path of righteousness. His message was simple. Repent. Chris what does the word repent mean to you? Is repentance um, an easy or difficult thing to do?
3: I think it's, it is one of the more difficult things. It requires us to be um, mindful of, of what we do, what we say, in order to recognize that there's something wrong. It, we could have someone that comes to us, mm-hmm. and obviously in, in that circumstance it may be a little different. But I really like the, the first analogy. Um, because when you picture this target, um, an archer is trying to go for the center, the perfect shot. And oftentimes, even if you miss, you can miss within the target, but, um, but you're still trying to go for that perfect shot. And that, to me, uh, kind of encompasses what it is to be a Christian. You can still hit the target without hitting the mark, um, you know, and still be a Christian without, uh, without being perfect,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and,
3: but always striving to get into those center rings. So I really like that.
0: Yeah. Amen. Beautifully said. Beautifully said. Um, And Joan, what about you?
1: I like the visual of the being an archer. For me, it's a being on a path, right? So repent is change the direction in which you are seeking happiness or, and again, happiness is that congruence with God's plan for us. So when I fall off the path, I start out, I'm aiming for that summit. I believe I'm headed towards that summit, which is joy, the, you know, emotional summit. And along the way, again, I veer off. (laughs) (laughs) I want this. This tastes good. Ooh, this is fun. And then suddenly I uh, can be lost. Mm -hmm. So it is having, as Chris said so beautifully, that mindfulness. Oh, wait a second. I just veered off the path. Mm -hmm. Turn around return to the direction in which you are seeking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Grant, what about you?
2: You know, um, piggybacking a little bit off of Chris and off of Joan. Um, I definitely agree. Repentance is def- definitely one of the more difficult things someone can do. Because to me, repenting means looking back, self-reflecting, changing your ways. And to start with that, you have to admit, you know whether it's it's you or just the situation but something is wrong Mm -hmm. and and so that that ability to look back and especially you know if it was something you had done to be able to admit that and recognize that and then want to actively change what you're doing how you're going about things and that self-reflection to do that to me that's what repentance means Mm -hmm. very Mm -hmm. nice yeah Mm -hmm. that
0: self awareness um is definitely part of repentance um a few things that i think of when i think of repentance um saint augustine um, one of the early christians said that true repentance is a coming to your senses um which i love because it—it like you're saying grant it requires that self-awareness but also um, environmental awareness, right? Where this awareness of others um, and time and space and also just um, experiencing the world um, maybe as God sees it, right? So a coming to your senses. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing I think of is, like I mentioned earlier, that song, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing, there's a lyric in it that says, prone to wander, Lord, I feel it, prone to leave the God I love. Um, you know, take this heart and seal it, seal it for the courts above, Um, which is a beautiful reminder to me that, yes, repentance has to do with the human response, but it really is the work of the Holy Spirit as well, Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. which is a solace for sure. (laughs) It's not all on our shoulders, but at the same time, we want to participate.
3: Mm. That reminds me when we went to, um, to, Kansas City, a couple of us went to Kansas City for an event at uh, Church of the Resurrection. Um, One of the things that we talked about was the Lord's Prayer, and um, specifically the line, Lead us not into temptation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And most people, we talked about how most people say it uh, with no comma, Lead us not into temptation, Mm -hmm. as if God was going to lead us into temptation and we were telling Him not to. Mm -hmm. But really, that the comma should be, And lead us not into temptation, because we ourselves lead us into temptation.
1: Uh veering off in my own direction right (laughs) (laughs) or your path as you would say yeah right
0: and thank god that He is the good shepherd Mm -hmm. right and he describes us as sheep (laughs) which many times which (laughs) is fine by me i would not like to take too much more responsibility than a sheep so Mm -hmm. um people who heard john preach asked what should we do then they were asking what repentance looks like john's answer was simple stop doing things that hurt others And start doing things that help. In other words, to repent is more than just saying to God, I am sorry for what I have done. It is to stop doing the things for which we have reason to be sorry, and to start doing things that are in keeping with the will of God. If the focus of your life has been on taking care of yourself at the expense of the needs of others, it is time to change focus and give some of what you have to help others. If you have been taking advantage of others, It's time to start finding ways to bless others. John calls these changes the fruit of repentance. Generally thinking, describe some fruit of repentance, Joan. What changes would we see in people's behavior?
1: So back to repentance um, and even John's scripture of, or his teaching about fruit, right? Think about the fruit of the Holy Spirit. So when we are repentant, And as we've mutually agreed, talk about that awareness to be able to stop what we are doing and have the willingness to say, I'm sorry, I am aware that I am trying to control and fix too many things or whatever the case may be. Then we are planting seeds of love, joy, peace, Mm -hmm. patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control, fruit, where that that spirit, that juicy fruit tree <laughs> is growing abundantly out of the grace of our good, good God who mm-hmm. made us good.
0: Mm-hmm. And I love that you used the gardening terminology, planting seeds, um, because that sometimes that's all we get to do this side of heaven is plant the seed, right? And then God's love makes right. it grow. <laughs> right. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, and to
3: continue that analogy, you know, you have to do the work as it's talking about in mm-hmm. order to see the fruit, mm-hmm. you know, which which is in the end. So, yeah, definitely.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Amen. And Grant, what about you? Yeah, you know, I think Jones said it excellently. I think that food is that that willingness to change, that desire for difference you know you think of of a bully and then mm. they decide to to stop bullying and being better and even if there's not immediate results that that will and the little things the little effort that puts in you know is is so important and is the fruit of of R- repentance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Just to see that softening of the heart, you know, if it's a bully, if it's Scrooge, <laughs> you know, Christmas Carol, we've, we all, we all know those hard hearts and sometimes we are those hard hearts. So that's, yeah, exactly. Um, Chris, what about you?
3: I think on a grand scale um, to answer this question, what would, what changes would we see in people's behavior? I think we would be more loving, more accepting, more understanding um, when we, when we do the work, um, we can, we can break down the barriers of those, you know, uh, of the relationships so that we can be more harmonious in love with God.
0: Amen. And that really ties things up with what you mentioned in the beginning, sin being broken relationships, mm-hmm. you know, the fruit of repentance looking like the opposite of that intentional, thoughtful relationships that are moving toward wholeness, right? right. Or shalom. Um, yeah. Yeah. So really good thoughts, everyone. Repentance means to change the direction of our lives. And true repentance shows itself in real changes in how we are living, changes others can see and experience. So Grant, thinking about your own life, what are some changes others can see in the way you're, you live your life?
2: I, I think really, for me, the biggest things is just waking up every day and trying to, to do each day better than the last one. Whether it's the big things, if I got in a fight with someone and said some mean things, or I just thought I could have answered or handled something better, it's just trying to spend every day being a better person than I was the day before. And it doesn't always have to be, you know, something big. It it could be something super little where... I live with someone and I forgot to put my dishes away and they ended up doing it. Just that next time putting my dishes away to make their job or their life a little bit easier. Just waking up every day trying to be someone better. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I, I do it now and I hope I'm still doing it, you know, by the time I'm 80, 90 years old.
0: <laughs> yes, I hope that for all of us, yes. Um, and I also love, Grant, that you are putting yourself in... A position where you're not comparing yourself with others, but you're com- you're comparing yourself to yesterday, Grant. <laughs> and how can how can you move forward um, as as best you can um, in in walking with the Lord? So that's really cool.
2: I come from a position where past Grant really wasn't the best person, and and wasn't the worst person. You know, never did anything that would wind up with me on the bad side of the law or anything, but I ended up on the bad side of a lot of people's opinions and people didn't want to do things with me or spend time with me even just hanging out. And, you know, Grant of two, three years ago had to take a serious look at himself and go, I'm doing a lot of not good and just doing, and not being okay with that, not being okay with the way people were hurting and, you know, having the ability to do that and, and even starting with like the little things and then working up to the big things. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just, to me, it's just such an important thing to do.
3: And a lot of people go through that. Uh, daily.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, well said. <laughs> it's returning to the path, right? It's returning daily.
1: <laughs> I just woke up this morning. And by the way, Grant, thank you for just mm-hmm. that total vulnerability moment, right? Yeah. But on that note also, um, I for years have been waking up early and having that devotion time and spending, you know, when I was working full time, an hour in prayer and devotion. And now it's extended to maybe two hours. And then I woke up this morning thinking, this was my first thought. I'm not kidding. How is it that I can spend so much time really seeking and embracing the Spirit's presence and then I get in the car
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and my Albuquerque street language comes right up to the top.
2: <laughs> yep, 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 yep,
1: And, uh, so it is, um, some, so now I am challenged to not just return in the morning, but every, now this is my challenge and I'm confessing it, this to you all. When I wash my hands, there you go. let me say a prayer of opening my heart to return again. And then celebrate and give myself a hug or jump in the air and celebrate. God's grace is not (laughs) done with me yet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Eat a piece of chocolate. (laughs) A piece of chocolate. Well, and
3: what it seems like we're describing is a practice of repentance, right? Not we have the practice of prayer, which you know some people pray only when they're in need, some people pray when they have blessings, Um, but you know we don't necessarily have to repent when we've only done something bad, something specific bad, but we can Mm -hmm. use it as a practice in our daily lives to kind of, you know, in that morning or whatnot.
1: Yeah. And Mm -hmm. practice is a great word. I think some of the words we're, we're sharing and breaking down today are, are big, scary $5 church words. Repentance and sin. I was like, Oh, this is the stuff. There's a bingo card somewhere (laughs) there, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That, that, you know, makes, Mm. makes folks kind of want to shy away from grace. Right. But the reality is, it makes you as you talked about Grant if you hadn't been in those shadow places you would not so embrace and love the grace
2: well and i think the other thing too you know talking about these these big words and these big actions is a lot of people think of it as i did this really big thing i'm really scared or really worried about confronting this when really it starts with the little things right. and it it's those all- little things that get you adjusted to it, get you in the habit, that that gets you ready and prepared and more comfortable with tackling the big things. Yes, yes. And, and just so like
1: you... you're in traffic, it's managing the reflex. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and it is always the little things. Yeah. It is the little things. Yeah. So and then they start adding up and then it's kind of fun. So it's hard huh. to return. Well,
3: that snowball effect, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Right. And um, Chris, have you thought about this question much? Um, thinking about your own life, what are some changes others can see, um, at, you know, when you repent?
3: You know, when you repent, you personally are going to feel differently. Right. Right. And when when that happens, typically outwardly, you're going to show a different appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that, um, you know, the, the very first part of this, right, this week, the theme is joy. Amen. And I think in order to as we were talking about, to have that joy on your face, you're going to have to practice that repentance in order to be the person that can supply, you know, for maybe a non-Christian or someone who is nominally Christian, someone who, who, um, needs another person to bring them to the faith.
0: Amen. Um, yeah, I think it's contagious, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, which is a beautiful thing if joy were to be contagious, you know? Um, So exactly. Back to where we began. This is the third week of Advent and we light the candle of joy. Um, So go ahead, Chris, thinking about John the Baptist's message. Why is joy the theme? What is the relationship between repentance and joy?
3: Before reading this, I would not have connected them. (laughs) And now, you know, realizing that I I know that we, that those are the the themes of the candles and, you know, but I think uh, one thing that's great about the devotional and the podcast is that, you know, you do get to Look at these in a different perspective and have some discussion around it, and um, just being able to connect those two um, for me kind of brings the repentance back into the question. Um, because again, like I said, we're, it's not it's not about sinning the big sins and then getting repentance. You no, know? um, it's about having that daily a uh, reminder of trying to hit that target, trying to right. hit the mark.
0: <laughs> Right, excellent. And Joan, what about you? Um, why is joy the theme?
1: joy as you know i've given considerable focus to uh, especially in the last year and um it is rooted in our our practices that jesus taught so well beginning with humility Mm -hmm. and as we've talked about that willingness to turn around and say oh what if it's me (laughs) (laughs) what if it's me that's making this this feeling happen um and looking at ourselves in the mirror and and then swallowing our pride mm-hmm. and and re- approaching the other and simply saying wow or not even saying just changing your approach you, yes you can ask for forgiveness and draw attention to the fact that maybe you're being a little over too con- too controlling and maybe it's simply turning on the compassion the gratitude the contentment, all of those again, here we go back to the garden metaphor of the tree that grow that that produces that joyful fruit is rooted in those qualities that our faith instructs us in. And, and as I am learning, faith and opposite to faith is having to have control.
0: Hmm. Yeah, you're really right about that. Very true. <laughs> Two ends of the spectrum, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Grant, what about you? Why is joy the theme?
2: So this is the weird bit where I've been talking about the little things the whole podcast, but I really <laughs> want to focus on the big thing here. Because for me, the joy comes from knowing that through God and through repentance, those big things don't define us. Yeah, And, and the joy comes from the freedom and the love God gives us by forgiving us for those sins and in freeing us from them, you know, he sent his son to die to wash us of those sins. Mm-hmm. And so the joy comes from in the eyes of God, you know, when we repent and when we ask for forgiveness, those sins don't matter. Mm-hmm. Right, it's the joy comes from that forgiveness. Mm-hmm.
0: Amen. Thank you for bringing it all the way home, Grant. Mm-hmm. That was really important to hear for me today, and I hope it was for our listeners as well. It is easy to think that the focus of repentance is on all that is wrong with our lives. We have probably all heard sermons like that, but that is not quite accurate. Um, Repentance uh, focuses upon good news. It is not too late to change. Hooray! The invitation to repent gives witness not just to our needs, but also to the mercy and grace of God who wants to help us to live more fully, with more joy and more peace and more hope. I like that. I think we like that.
1: Another thing I've been saying all year is how did I not know this before and hallelujah it's not too it's late. It's not too late. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So yes, it is really good good news and also again uh, the humility to receive that gift. Mhm. Mhm.
0: Yep, yep. Well, I just want to thank everyone so much for their thoughts, um their very thoughtful responses to each of these questions and I um, pray that everyone listening um, feels inspired by the amazing grace shared.
1: Absolutely. Mm, amen.
0: Heavenly Father, we come before you just grateful for your son Jesus and and um, his love for us through you that you would see us as spotless and blameless and that all of the little things we've done wrong um, are not what you see. When you look at us and all of the big things we've done wrong are not what you see when you look at us. You see your precious children um, and we are overwhelmed by your love. Um, We love you in return and we trust you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.